conversation that we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, movie drug dealer, Melissa Kirscher. <laughs> Thank you, I think. Well, it, in this case, it's, <laughs> and um, we... <laughs> am, I, am I dealing in, like, no-dos, or...? Uh, you know, it's your call. Okay, okay. It's your call. Um, and we are also, of course, joined by our amateur, our know-nothing, <sighs> our movie, we're going to say, drug addict... Oh, I, uh, I totally, yes. Okay. Barblind. Hit me with some stuff. Do there you have the stuff? Give me the stuff. We I need got the stuff. stuff. I, I got Claritin. I'll take it. Okay, there cool. There we've got Barb. So Barb it returns uh, in after just a couple Barb episodes. You watched The Matador with Barb, and now we are about to watch Layer Cake. So Barb, your job, of course, as our uh, movie Know Nothing, is to tell us what you know, theoretically nothing, about Layer Cake. Um, I literally know nothing about Layer Cake. I don't even know who's in it. All I know is that I have had no less than at least four different people at different points in time be like, hey, have you ever seen this movie Layer Cake? No. It's on Netflix. You should probably watch it. Or you should probably rent it because it's pretty great. So it's one of those movies I keep meaning to and then just, you know, shit and life and Mm. other shiny things happen. So... All right. All right. Well, good. So you're going to learn one thing about Layer Cake for sure as we we do our sort of little intro here because we are indeed, uh, this is our last James Bond-related film. Yes. So For a second, I was like, wait, this is a James Bond film? No, no, no. We just watched uh, Daniel Craig Uh, in uh, Casino Royale. And now, of course, we must follow Daniel Craig to another movie. So you could guess by my mentioning that, that Daniel Craig is in this film. And unlike pretty much every other Bond Bond actor that we've watched, uh, this movie predates this actor's uh, work as Bond. Correct. So uh, Daniel Craig actually... Uh, I don't want to say exploded onto the scene with Layer Cake. Well, I do want to say this is kind of his audition reel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he tried out for Bond in this film, perhaps, uh, in in his own way. Uh, and I don't want to say exploded onto the scene, because while Layer Cake is well-regarded, it certainly is not a uh, blockbuster film earning hundreds of millions of dollars, so mm-hmm. far as I can recall. Uh, it's a fairly small uh, British film, because uh, it may surprise some of you to know that uh, Daniel Craig is from the United Kingdom. Yes. The UK. Yep. The UK. And this film was also made in the UK. And yes. And they, uh, they cast Daniel Craig in this film. And it was directed by Matthew Vaughn, and if I remember right, this was his first actual directing gig. And Matthew Vaughn has made things happen since this movie. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Like Kingsman. Like Kingsman. And, and Kick-Ass. The Golden Circle. Yes. Which you, just came out. Have you seen that yet? I have seen it. How is it? Uh, it's, um... Okay, enough said. Yeah. Yep. So... <laughs> It's not awful. Okay. It's not awful. Okay. It's, it's, uh, the ranking on Rotten Tomatoes is 50%, mm, which mm. I think is just about right. Okay, got it. All right, then. All it's right. about half really enjoyable and half kind of... Uh, but Layer Cake is quite good. Layer Cake is quite good. And that's the movie we're going to watch. Uh, but we're trying not to talk about it too much because... I know. I'm literally, like, every single 
word you're i'm like reading too far into it i'm like so does that mean there's going to be explosions because they're talking about how he exploded does he explode does he make cakes explode <laughs> my mind is racing with potential there's a lot of potential that is racing in this film mm-hmm. uh this Do they this film cars? Uh, See, this is how this is what's going on this film, there, there may or may not I, be cars in this melissa and i saw this at a <laughs> at a movie festival in uh in austin texas and it was basically basically we got told there's this movie called Layer Cake, and you're going to watch it now. Yeah, and it was before it got uh, imported over here. So we got to see it before the American audiences. And it screened at about 3 in the morning, which means I was watching going, I can tell this is a really good movie, but it's just sliding off of my brain. I need to rewatch it. So and, yeah, I, I was uh, very happy like six months later when it finally opened in American theaters and I could go watch it again and actually <laughs> – understand the plot and normally at three in the morning <laughs> normally at three in the morning i'm not able to stay awake whatever movie they show at that time i just fall right asleep but in this particular case i did stay awake it is it, it will hold your attention mm-hmm. um and i i don't know I, I don't think we should say anything more than that i think, yeah, we, should I think just we should go just go watch, watch the it. fucking film yeah um let's do it so there we go barb and melissa and i are about to go watch layer cake and so dear listeners i hope are you are back. Many drug dealers have been, I think, whacked. I don't know. Is that the, is that the English <laughs> no, term? I believe whacked still works. Many Tim. drug dealers have are, been whacked. Are you not up on your modern drug dealer vernacular? I, 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 yeah, I, this, this movie is like <laughs> 10 years old. Uh, no, 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 no. It's uh, 13. Because it's 2004. Yeah. These people, were, I mean, were, were they still whacking people at the time? I mean, have they? I, I don't know. Well, anyway, the point is, there are well, a lot of people that got killed in this movie. Yep. And I believe they, the There were a lot of face lacerations. Many There was a lot of punching. Lacerated. Uh, and Barb, you have now seen Layer Cake for the first time. So it is your job to tell us, what did you think of Layer Cake? Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> like, I... I really enjoyed it. I um I there were some points in time where I where I was like expecting I'm like okay, I'm anticipating like these giant curveballs like like we're going to see somebody's face and it's going to be somebody we already met and I was pleasantly surprised when shit like that didn't happen cuz I feel like that happens all the time now. Um mm-hmm. and like just I enjoyed sort of the even keelness of it and working up to sort of the end and the long live you know the king is dead long live the king and I was like this is a great ending. And then he's walking out and we see Sienna Miller. And I was like, sweet, he's got the girl. <laughs> and then he gets fucking shot by that douchebag. <laughs> like out of, like, Dragon could have killed him a couple different times over. Oh, yeah. Like, so many other people could have killed him. And he gets shot because this stupid little wannabe gangbanger douchebag probably took his girl. Um... Just as like, whatever, pop in the chest, you're done. Yeah. 
And I was just like, oh my God. And like, that was like the big giant, like, like I was, it was, you know, nice and even keeled. And then like, I was like, all right, so we're good. We're done. We don't have any curveballs. And then that fucking ending. Oh my God, it was great. <laughs> <sighs> the look on Barb's face right now is amazing. <sighs> yeah, good it was so good. <laughs> and yeah. I, I got to admit the whole like, the the one scene where he find where Daniel Craig finally gets his hand on a gun and he's got it and he's like going around the corners and I'm just like yep da, 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 da. like that is exactly why they saw him as yeah. James Bond yeah I believe Barbara Broccoli saw the movie and said oh yeah yeah I think he's James Bond <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much how he got cast yeah there's a few moments in that film where you're just like this is just it's kind of it's almost like a sizzle reel it's and like it, his agent just said just go go watch this movie you, just just go see it you could just about edit the end of this into the beginning of Casino Royale because if, if you knew my name he'd be as clever as I am and oh, then oh god and then you've got Chris Cornell singing you know my name ah yeah <laughs> This is a fine song, as we yes. mentioned in the last episode. Yes. I uh, have to be honest in that uh, I hate the ending uh, with a with a fiery passion of a thousand suns. Okay. I mean, um, I agree. I don't feel the film earns it because I feel like they've they've set up this entire thing. They've gotten us this character. They've gotten us into this character. And then they're like, fuck y'all. You're <laughs> emotionally invested at this point yeah. in time. And it's just a giant middle finger. And, then, and, and, and I also don't like the fact that the girl just fucking shows up at the end. And, and oh, yeah. I mean, that it's like she it's like it, it, his, his reward for going through all this is the girl who he's seen like two times in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And she I, shows up and she's got the girl and she's there long enough to mourn his passing. <laughs> Whatever. You know, whether or not he dies. Of course, the movie leaves it slightly open for interpretation as to whether or not he survives that gunshot but of course he doesn't and it just bugs me because he's been the narrator through the whole movie his last line is delivered straight to the camera and it feels like a cheat to me uh it feels like the movie has cheated has has done everything possible to trick me into that moment where it's going to take me out of the reality of the film just long enough to go, oh, fuck you, we're going to kill him too. Ha ha. So, I don't know. that uh, I, I like the rest of the movie, and I there are even ways they could have earned that ending. But to me, the ending wasn't earned, and it just ticks me off. It ticked right. me off the first time I saw it, and it ticked me off again. But this time I knew it was coming, so I was less ticked off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely see your point. I was I was like... When the girl showed up, I'm a sucker for a happy ending. Like, rule number one is I always want, A, a happy ending, and I want all of my little all my little ties just, like, neatly taken care of. Like, that's my one downfall, I will admit, in my, in my movie watching. And when she was there, I was like, um, did we miss some very long, drawn-out apology of, yeah, sorry, honey, so while you were getting ready for sexy time, I was being kidnapped and having the crap kicked out of me. <laughs> like, that's just not addressed, and she's just magically there. It's like, if that were me, I would assume, hopefully there was some form of an apology, but if it's just like, what up, baby? Uh, Yeah, sorry about that. Let's try to go, you know, take two. I'd be like, mm, no, sorry, bye. Uh, no, I, I feel if Daniel Craig showed up with face lacerations oh, on, on my doorstep, it's like, oh. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a, a second chance. That's, just, just yeah. take off your shirt first for a second. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me contemplate that. Yeah, all right. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, 
Uh, and, and to me, it also felt it felt like you know this movie has a certain morality tale aspect to it. And when when our lead character, who cleverly does not have a name, ha ha, yeah, X X X X, when our when our lead character makes that decision at the end to get out, mm-hmm. you know, it's like he's he's made that decision that is going to save his life and that what the ending is is about to me is that morality tale piece of it that he's already done too much yeah his, it's the his, this is an entire steeped. tale of people fucking each other over yeah. including him fucking mm-hmm. other people over including taking the girl from the, well quote taking the girl from the guy yeah whatever. she was never with whatever. him whatever. No, whatever. He, was a, he was a complete douchebag but still it's it's that everybody's fucking each other over, and even if you say you're getting out, you're not getting out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's 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 what the ending is. But it's it, I don't know. To me, it's just like yeah, whatever. I, I got yeah. I kind of got that. Anyway, <laughs> I, I didn't need to see Roger Craig get shot in a surprise Daniel moment. Craig. Daniel Craig. God, why I always want to call him <laughs> Roger Craig. I don't know why. But uh, anyway, so uh, but but the rest of the movie, um, mm-hmm. you know, is. It's uh, it's clearly baby Tom Hardy. Yeah, really he's tiny. He's so cute. Itty bitty Tom Hardy. He's so cute. <laughs> and Jason Fleming for for a hot two seconds, you know, is uh was crazy Larry the mm. <laughs> fucking women's for puffs. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know why I love that line, but it, <laughs> he wasn't gay. Fucking women is for puffs. Oh my god. Oh, so it was one of his boyfriends that killed him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then there's Dumbledore. Yeah, Dumbledore. Uh, what an mm. asshole. <laughs> Ass, asshole. I can Dumbledore. watch. I can watch Michael Gambon all fucking day. <laughs> I I love every performance I've ever seen him in. I love watching that man work. He he's just so interesting, no matter what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and by and, God, what a jerk he is in this movie. And and, and calm. Call Meanie. Meanie, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, O'Brien, what have you done? Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh. O'Brien, why do you have a body in your chest freezer? <laughs> like Star, Star Trek The Next Generation is like the only time he actually played like a decent person that I can remember. Yeah. And, and, and like every movie, he's like a horrible, horrible gangster, murderer, <laughs> asshole. I will admit my favorite bit with him is when he doesn't even talk and it's just his henchman pops the chick and he just sort of looks at him and the henchman looks back at him and then he kills the other guy and he just sort of goes... Huh. Yeah. Just, just you know, just sort of like that. Yeah. Nod. Good. All right. Good day's work. Moving yeah, on. That's... There, there are so many moments like that in oh, this movie, though, that yes. where where the actors are just given room to work, and it's just the little moments and the little gestures and sighs and glances and uh, the the chemistry between a lot of the characters is really wonderful mm-hmm. and so like every time I watch this and I've seen it several times now because I own it and I'm, I'm glad I own it because I love just watching it and go oh I didn't I didn't catch that little thing before ah, yay yeah so I mean it, it, it is very much a it, you watch this film and you know clearly there's there's Guy Ritchie influence on it oh very clear yeah and there's Tarantino influence on it yeah uh, the, you know it, it is I I 
we haven't done Pulp Fiction, and we will eventually have to do Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. although we've done some other some other Tarantino films, but Pulp Fiction is kind of I always look at it as sort of a one of those t- one of those movies that changes things a lot. Yeah. You know, there is there is crime film prior to Pulp Fiction and crime film post Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And you don't you don't I don't feel like layer cake exists in a world where pulp fiction didn't happen first. Well, especially not the the shots up through the table or the shot from outside yeah. from inside the chest freezer, you know, those are you look at those and say like, that's a Tarantino yeah, shot. That's a, Tarantino that's a shot. That's totally a Tarantino shot right there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the common DNA that this shares with uh, Guy Ritchie is even stronger because Matthew Vaughn was the producer of a lot of Guy Ritchie's early films. Oh. And then and he goes on to make this he, movie. Then he went on to make this movie. and uh, As mentioned earlier, also oh yeah. Kingsman. Also Kingsman. Which and is delightfully quirky. And Stardust and X-Men First Class. And oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got some good films under his, under, and, and yeah. under his uh, but, wing. But you can tell that he definitely comes out of the Guy Ritchie camp just because of the, the way, kind of the poppy way that um, characters are used and the uh, action sequences definitely and a lot of shared actors in there. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the terminology to use, but there's that, that quick editing thing where there's like five, six, seven really fast shots meant to show sort of an event yeah. or a passage of time or, mm-hmm. or I'm going to show you really quick hits that are going to tell you exactly what has happened to this character in the last 12 hours Yeah, and then, and then continue on with the story. Yeah, I can't remember if that was kind of First, a Guy Ritchie thing or a Darren Aronofsky thing. I think it was Aronofsky. Might first. have been. Might but, have been. But Guy Ritchie but yeah, certainly pop, 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 and it's yeah, yeah. Guy Ritchie tends to do it with with rock music and people with English accents. Yes. Um, yes. Which. So you know, good for him. And um, <laughs> and uh, you I, you know the, the nice thing about this film is you can understand all the accents. You don't need subtitles to to. Understand what they're saying. Unlike mm-hmm. Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, where, Jesus. Yeah, right. You definitely need the subtitle track. I well, think I, I got like a third of the way through that, and I was like, okay, yep, restarting over, subtitles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a fine film, but subtitles are almost a necessity the first time you watch it. Yeah. That, the, we watched... Uh, Unless you are actually English, We I watched imagine. Snatch, <laughs> and that one is also... Just, oh, Yeah. It's, it's, it's dense. Like, it, well, it's dense, but the language is like I don't know. What I love Brad Pitt. Like, Brad Pitt is beautiful. Like I heard the rumor that they basically were just like, just make shit up. Like you don't yeah. even have to actually speak like English or anything. Just sort of make words. Yeah. The weirdest thing about Snatch, and I'm sorry, we're not talking about Layer Cake, but just for a moment, the weirdest thing to me about Snatch is I remember watching that film, and about halfway through, I discovered I understood everything Brad Pitt was saying. <laughs> And it was the most disturbing realization ever that I, I, he would talk and I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it. I, I uh-huh. got it. I know exactly. And all the other characters are like, what the fuck is he saying? I'm like, how can you not tell? It's like watching Fenster in Usual Suspects. Every, every once in a while I go, oh, I got that. Fifty for real. <laughs> yeah. So and, Yeah. And uh, Brad Pitt. A uh, character actor in a leading man's body. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ding, mm. ding. So yeah, this this film has a lot in common, I think, with those those films. And uh, Snatch was a little bit before Layer Cake, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Lockstock and Snatch were both before Layer Cake, and right. this came out. Oh, I want to say two, th- uh, 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 t- t- three years later. 
it makes you wonder if Matthew Vaughn went up to to Daniel Craig and said, "Could you be a little harder to understand? Could you? <laughs> could you? Anyway, um, well, you know. But uh, but uh, you know, Daniel Craig and that th- the thing I remember watching this movie the first time is like Daniel Craig is so watchable. Oh yeah. Oh gosh, he's wonderful. It's like, it's just like you know when when you hear you when you heard that he was uh, that he was cast as Bond, and I think you know I'd probably seen maybe one other film with Daniel Craig, but somebody was like, "Oh, he was the guy in Layer Cake." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, him. yeah." Well, sure. Yeah, because for all the complaints that the new Bond is blonde, what the hell? And and every, every one of us who had already seen Layer Cake went, "Yes, yes, yes, please, please, Daniel Craig, yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, please." Yes. He'll, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll, he'll pull it off. Believe me, he'll be fine. <laughs> he is fine. He is hey. fine. Hey. <laughs> but I, I love that. I mean, we, we know so much so much of Craig from Bond now that it's fun to go back to Layer Cake and, and watch him do this completely different character where he's he's got his steely moments, but there's also this kind of affability about him when he's kind of caught off guard and, you know, just the... It, oh yeah, he yeah. doesn't have it all figured out, and you know, yeah. I, I had remembered in this film that he had more of it figured out. You mm-hmm. know, instead of really kind of just figuring out shit as he went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, uh, and 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 that that appealed to me more on this watch to think to kind of go, oh, that's right. He 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 just he's just resourceful, and he's he's always thinking, and he's always. He's, he never thinks he's been backed into a corner. Yeah, he's he's creative and he he knows how to use the people around him. Yeah. I feel like he's one of the like his character is one of those people that has like, you know, like this is my plan. I've got plan A and this is where it's going to take me. But then I've got, you know, B, C, D, E, F, and maybe I've got a little bit of G kind of already forming in my mind, you know, if something happens. Like, there's just always that thought process of going, okay, you know, where, like, where's this going to take me? How am I going to, you know, mm-hmm. just, you like, know, all like of that. I know Dumbledore is going to cross me, but if he doesn't cross me, I've got it worked out. Right. Mm-hmm. And if he does, well, then, you know, I'm ready for that, too. Yeah. And, and and he just seems to pretty much most of the time keep his cool. There are a few times where he loses it, but not often. But not mm-hmm. often. And when he does, he kinda like just he loses it in private with a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. With the guys that he trusts the most. Yeah. And he's like, All right. Or with his two bottles of whiskey and whatever he's grinding to <laughs> dust. And I don't know what those pills were, but Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I'm willing to bet they shouldn't be mis- mixed with whiskey. I, Probably not. There's there's really high odds of that. Um, His liver is going to kill him if if the, <laughs> the ex lover didn't. You know the. <laughs> um, and I and I do have. Uh, I mean, there are some issues with the film. Like I say, the 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 girlfriend character is really. I mean. Just there to the, be a prize. A perfect a perfect example of tokenism in film. Oh mm-hmm. God, yeah. You know, she's just like, all right, well, we're going to do this scene where he notices the girl. And really all she's about is giving his killer a motive. Yeah. A hundred percent. She's just I don't there. even think that's that's it. Because I, um, if I remember right, they, they filmed different versions of the ending. There was oh, a, did they? a literal happy ending at the end. And then Vaughn 
and I believe the screenwriter went in to secretly film the one where he gets shot. Oh. And they tested it with an Australian audience, and they actually liked it better because of it wasn't the typical Hollywood ending, so they went with right. it. Right. Sure. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, it, she wasn't even there to be motivation for that primarily. She was just there to be... Pretty. She, pretty. She was just there to be pretty. And and the thing that bugs me a little bit about it is that I, I didn't feel like that character would get... It, there's nothing else in that character that suggests that he would get distracted from what he needs to do. Right. By a pretty girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I mean, it, 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 was, it was very much an out-of-character element for him. If there's just this girl he doesn't know, yeah. who thinks he's kind of hot... And he's going to mess with all this other stuff that is in the way of him getting into the retirement that he wants to do for this girl that he could call in two days. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, it always really kind of stuck with me as, as out of place. Um, yeah. He seems yeah. smarter than that. Yeah. And, and there's the, there, so there's, there's that, which is, you know, a little bit of casual sexism, mm-hmm. um, you know, in in the film, in filmmaking, you know, well, we need a girl for really no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just doesn't feel very, it doesn't feel right. It, it And so that's part of what bothers me about the end is that it's a, this whole subplot that's there just to stick some girl in that's not important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except to... Either if the, you have the original happy ending, give him the reward of a girl on his arm or serve as the reason that we don't get the happy ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I have not read the book that this is based on, but the, the author himself wrote the screenplay for this oh, okay. as well. Um, the screenplay wound up being longer than the book. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, hundreds of pages long. So I'm wondering if the girl had a more fleshed out character at some point or Mm -hmm. if uh, I'm wondering what got cut out to streamline this down. Now, also that said, this is a tremendously complex plot to shoehorn into a movie of this length and it is so trim. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, it's not even a two hour film. Mm -hmm. There was one point where there was the, the character that had his heart boiled and we were like, we were all, uh, who, which, who, which character was that yeah. that was dead? Yep. Um, and it, it was just one of the henchmen. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like, you can understand my first reaction to it when I was watching it at three in the morning going, this is just sliding off my brain. I can tell it's good. Oh, totally. I have no fucking idea what's going on. Like, because I feel like I need to be taking notes just to, like, I've seen this movie many times. I still feel like I should be taking notes. It's like, okay, who knows who, who, who knows who and what, who screwed, okay, who's screwing over who now? Okay, there's, okay, who's that guy? Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it. I remember that part now. <laughs> just, I would, yeah. So by you saying that, like, the, the, I was going to say plot, but it's not plot. So the script was super long. Yeah. It makes me wonder what what else was left on the cutting room floor because there was the whole, like, daughter. Yeah. Where it was like, we're going to talk about her three times, and that's just it. Like, Yeah, the daughter's a MacGuffin, and, and I mean, it turns out that she was just being used as bait. Yeah. You know, just to send Daniel Craig off of an, on, on a mission that, that he couldn't. That was theoretically going to get him killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Spoiler, that didn't happen. The, well, the, well. The, the people who are listening to this podcast need to understand spoilers happen after the break. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Spoilers spoiler, happen spoiler, after the spoiler. break. That's just, I, you know, if you've listened this far and you're like, God damn it, they told me everything in the plot. I'm sorry. Ha ha, suck it. We already, we already your, revealed the I know, ending. You had your, your chance. This is your first time <laughs> listening to the podcast. I, maybe I should say it. Maybe I should say it before we go to eh. the break. By the way, spoilers happen after the break. Eh. But. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you say we're going to go watch it. I hope you will, too. I mean, I yeah, feel like I that's... feel like I give all the information. Yeah. Dear listeners. Or listener. <laughs> I don't know how many people listen. Well, I... there have been studies that spoilers actually do increase uh, enjoyment of a film. Hmm. I don't I will... care about spoilers for the most part. I kind of do on some things. There are some things that I want to go in and be like completely... Like, currently, I'm trying to avoid the Star Wars newest trailer. Yeah, I am too, just because I want to go in and go, ha, 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 ha. Exactly, and that's, and that's what I want. There are other things. What the fuck's a pork? I don't know. Um, apparently, they're adorable, and they cost a lot of money if you want to buy them at, like, Star Wars Day or whatever that Target had. Because oh, they, shit, really? They had a fucking shit ton of pork shit, and it was, like, gone like that. Wow. Um I'm, that, yeah, that's so as as far as I can tell. Uh, the Porg is the new Ewok. So okay, all right. That's what I, I know. Hope they turn out to be like evil Ewoks. That'd be amazing. Aww. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> Maybe they're like they're, they're <laughs> super cute, and then they like they, they like we're gonna eat your face. Somebody to re, they like strip a, a Jedi to the bone in ten seconds. <laughs> like piranha. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> Maybe they're like. Maybe they're like the the aliens in Attack the Block. By the way, if anybody's a toy producer, if you make a plush Attack the Block alien toy where if you squeeze it, the the fangs glow, I not, would buy that. Have you not done a Google search? Because that could exist. It could, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Well, you haven't done a Google search, have you? <sighs> All right, you Google. I'm going to bring this back to the back whole to layer like, cake. Okay. Layer By cake. the way, we, we need to do Attack the Block at some point. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we really do. Anyway. Yeah. Um, like, there are some movies that, like, I want to know because, like, I can't take the, like, the ups and the downs and the heartbreak and, like, the, I just need to know going in. So I'm, like, I can either be prepared to be heartbroken or I can be, like, yep, nope, I know. However this pans out, things are okay. Okay. Just for my own, like, sanity or else I'm one of those people that will be, like, what's going to happen next? Uh, and, like, I turn into crying and sobbing and like yelling at TVs and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So there are some movies that I just need to, I just need to make sure that I watch or like know what's going to happen beforehand so I can be like nope yeah I'm good I can handle this. Yeah about the only movie that I just I still refuse to spoil is Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> See it's so great. <laughs> here's my thing with that. Uh -oh. They I I I haven't seen it because okay. Oh well. And you won't and spoil it. Tell me I'm wrong. Feel free. In my opinion, they put too much in the trailer and they spoiled it for everybody because it was like there's a whole like underground layer and they're talking and watching what's going on and like putting stuff out there. That's what I got out of it. And that's why I was like, well, I feel like you guys just ruined it for me. So I'm not going to waste the time. Do I need to waste the time? Yes. Okay. Because they, yes. that, that, there's that, more to it. That underground layer is in the first five minutes it opens. of the film. Oh, okay. It, it opens, opens the film with, with oh. those characters. But, I, I mean, I, 
we're going on a completely different tangent here, but I think uh, spoilers, trailers bother me in general because they can do inadvertent spoilers. The the example yeah. I always use is this the. And and uh, I'm just saying, if you've seen the Shawshank Redemption, oh, stop listening. Yeah. But the example I use is the the trailer from the Shawshank Redemption because there's a shot, the shot, the famous shot from the film of Andy Dufresne standing in the river, his arms outstretched as the rain is coming down, and that happens immediately after the scene in which you're meant to believe that he killed himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the movie going, uh, and I'm watching the movie having seen the trailer going, well, I know he didn't kill himself because I haven't seen that scene of him standing in the rain yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, while I didn't know necessarily that he escaped, mm-hmm. you know, because I thought maybe he just got out of prison or, or what, whatever, you know, I, di- I didn't make that leap, but I was like, well, he's not dead. Yeah. So, so clearly, that, Tim did not read Stephen King before going I hadn't, to I see hadn't the read, Stephen I King read movie. The, the 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 short story. So yeah. so trailers can do that, and those spoilers do bug me when there's a moment in the film that they do a good job of creating suspense, and then they then the trailer has eliminated that suspense because I'm like, oh well, I know this is coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, back to layer cake and spoilers. Yes. Um, <laughs> which and we've spoiled the film. Uh, we totally that, have. Yeah. At the end of the film, Daniel but there, Craig but there's gets so shot. many reasons to watch this. What movie. he that does? He did get shot. <gasps> oh man! Or maybe he didn't because we don't know if it's real. I mean, real. we don't there's, technically there's see two him. Little cake in layer cake. There's there's cake literally the one cake at the end. There is one cake. I did at the not. End. There's not enough cake. This is true. Not enough cake. <laughs> there's never enough cake. <laughs> All right, Melissa, do you have any other trivia that we need to get through before final thoughts? Matthew Vaughn is actually kind of interesting to talk about. Now, now, first of all, Matthew Vaughn um, is married to Claudia Schiffer. Hey. Hey. So, uh, and and his buddy Guy Ritchie is married to Madonna. Are they, still, they still married? I don't, I don't married. think they're anyway. still married anyway, anymore. Um, but yeah, they... they they married well, apparently. Um, <laughs> Good job, guys. But, but Matthew Vaughn wound up in the movie industry because he, I think it was like between the the British version of high school and university, he went on a tour of all the uh, hard rock cafes in the world, <laughs> if I understood the article correctly. <laughs> and he wound up in Los Angeles. And when you're in Los Angeles, you go, hey, I should go make movies apparently and so right. he tried to break into movies in Los Angeles and then he realized other people were trying to do that too and so he went back to England and uh, instead you know broke uh, into film broke into I film. was going to say tried to start making movies in yeah. England yeah broke broke into film with his friend Guy Ritchie and you know was a producer and so after producing a couple of those movies directed this and and went on to have a fine career now Matthew Vaughn, the, the last name Vaughn comes from the fact that for the longest time he thought he was the son of Robert Vaughn, as in the actor from Magnificent Seven. Heard of him, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. And okay. how did he think he was the son? Like, was well, he just his, told that? His mother or? and Robert Vaughn had, a, had an affair way back when. Okay. And then there was this paternity investigation, and it turned out that Ooh. Robert Vaughn was not the father. Uh, he was actually the son. He's actually the son of George Albert Harley Devere Drummond, godson of King George the Sixth. Oh shit! So he's even better. So he is apparently somewhere in the line to inherit the Earl of Oxford. 
All right. I think that line has actually been discontinued, so he's not actually in the lineage. Yeah, but um, like, but the, still, the the father um, is saying that he's one of the claimants to the earlship of Oxford. So he's got, you know, blue blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> he's Apparently. real shiny. So good for him. So good for him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> All right. I think we better do final thoughts. So yeah. uh, why don't we start with Bar? Bar, final thoughts about Layer Cake. Uh, it was a delightful movie. I enjoyed it greatly. Daniel Craig is attractive. Um, he can run around my house without his shirt on and having the crap kicked out of him any day. Fair enough. Melissa, final thoughts. Uh, Matthew Vaughn uh, was best man when Guy Ritchie married Madonna. Aha. So he's in all the pictures. Mm -hmm. My final thoughts, uh, since you brought up Hard Rock Cafe, I'm not going to do a final thought about the film. I'm just going to point out that in Washington, D.C., the Hard Rock Cafe is located on the same block as Ford's Theater, which, of course, is the theater where Lincoln was assassinated. And uh, one time when I went to Washington, D.C. and I was going to visit Ford's Theater, I had to get in line behind a group of high school students who were there on a school trip. And I will say that the saddest thing about that experience was fully three quarters of that line were way more excited about being able to buy a Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt than they were about being able to go into the theater where Abraham Lincoln was shot. (sighs) That makes my heart hurt for our future generations. Uh, It's true, but... On, on the non-heart-hurting part, we will talk about what we're going to watch next. Yes. We have determined the next film we are going to watch here on A Real Education is a movie that really we needed to get to. Really, we do. And we found out that Barb hasn't seen it. Yeah. So oh. She's going to be back. Yeah. Just, just the next time. And you know what we're going to watch? The Godfather. The Godfather. Okay, so I will say, I know there's the whole, like, make me- Don't say it now. Don't say it now. Don't say it now. Wait. Wait. Next podcast. Okay. She, she's posing. It's amazing. Yeah. I was I was trying to do like the... <laughs> don't, don't do it now. Don't do it. Nope, nope. Save it for the next That was podcast. actually a lot better than I anticipated, so I'm going to work really on good. that. that I'm going to really work good. on that. It was a preview. Yeah, it's, podcast, speaking of so. unintelligible characters. <laughs> so, uh, Is this so going to be... Can this be a theme? Yes. Like unintelligible characters? All right. Every time Barb is... Well, that yes. was, so, but you could understand everybody in the matador. Yeah, anyway, that's, that's not the point. The point right now is we are going to say goodbye until next time when Barb will return and we are going to watch The Matador. No, we already did that. Not The Matador. The Godfather. Fuck. Godfather. Godfather. We're going to watch The Godfather. I don't know. Goodbye. (laughs) Is that the Incredible Hulk theme? Yes. As he walks into the distance. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Dee, dee.